Hi, I'm Dina. I'm Randy. And I'm Lovetto. We're Hydrogen and Stupidity. Join us every week as we discuss the unexplained, unimaginable, and downright ridiculous. We explore true crime, aliens, supernatural, conspiracies, cryptids, paranormal, and anything in between. We're not experts, but just three friends who like to talk about the bizarre. So let's get started. Welcome to Hydrogen Stupidity. (laughs) After the boys stop their dialogue on side boobs. Scorched earth boys. What? Levetto. What? Where can can you find us, Dina? (laughs) Levetto, do you have something for us today or Um, not? Is it a crybaby bridge? Yes. I swear to God. It is. It's the one located deep in the heart of Georgia, downtown Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I want to talk. I'm going to. I'm going to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about um, Betty and Barney Hill. You know those guys. <laughs> Did we already talk about them? No, I think I've mentioned them in passing. Oh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. Do you remember? Uh, we probably have because yeah. I do know the name. This was um, the first sensationalized alien abduction. In the United States. And all I can think of, I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but all I can think of right now is... Uh, the Flintstones? No. Oh. <laughs> what is... Why? No, I need to play... The... Never mind. Fucking Benny Hill. Do your thing. Don't listen to me. Shh. Stop looking. Benny and, Bar- Benny and Barney Hill. B- Benny, huh? Betty and Barney Hill. Betty, there you go. Bet, the, Betty, Betty, Bet, T, <laughs> Bet, T, E, and Barney. This happened in the sixties, September nineteenth and twentieth, nineteen sixty-one. The incident was called the Hill abduction and the Zeta reticuli incident, um, because this couple uh, stated they've been kidnapped by aliens who claim to be from the Zeta reticuli system. There's, this story was adopted into a book in 1966 called uh, The Interrupted Journey and in 1975, a television movie called The UFO Incident, which I've mentioned before in the Travis Walton thing. Yeah, yeah about. okay, that's where I was. <clears throat> they do have uh, tapes and notes and stuff from uh, Betty Hill, uh, who they keep it in a permanent collection at the University of New Hampshire, which is her alma mater, and this is where this happened. So the Hills lived in... Portsmouth, or Portsmouth, I guess, New Hampshire. Barney was employed by the USPS while Betty was a social worker. Uh, According to a variety of reports given by the Hills, and this, I'm going to read this whole thing because it's interesting, and I didn't think that, like, clipping it up into into notes. It's going to take me a little bit to read it, but it's a pretty good story. So, according to a variety of reports given by the Hills, the alleged UFO sighting happened on September 19th, 1961, around 10.30 p.m. Uh, The Hills were driving back to Portsmouth from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. Just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire, Betty claimed to have observed a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon and the planet Jupiter upward towards the west of the moon. While Barney navigated U.S. Route 3, Betty reasoned that she was observing a falling star, only it moved upward. Since it moved erratically and grew bigger and brighter, Betty uh, urged Barney to stop the car for a closer look as well as to walk their dog, Delcy. Just an interesting name for a dog. <laughs> Barney stopped at the scenic picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. Uh, when Betty was looking through binoculars, she observed an odd-shaped craft flashing multicolored lights travel across the face of the moon. Because her sister had several years earlier seen a flying saucer, Betty thought it might uh, be what she was observing. Through binoculars, uh, Barney observed what he reasoned was a commercial airliner traveling toward Vermont on its way to Montreal. However, he soon changed his mind because it looked as if it had turned. Uh, The craft rapidly descended in his direction, and this observation caused Barney to realize this object was that he thought was a plane was not a plane. They quickly returned their car and drove toward Franconia Notch, a narrow mountainous stretch of the road. The hills claimed that they continued driving, 
on the isolated road moving very slowly through Franconia Notch in order to observe the object as it came even closer. At one point, the object passed above a restaurant and signal tower on the top of Cannon Mountain and came out near one of uh, or near the old man of the mountain. Betty testified that it was at least one and a half times the length of the granite cliff profile, which was 40 feet long and seemed to be rotating. The couple watched as the silent illuminated craft moved erratically and bounced back and forth through the night sky. Approximately one mile south of Indian Head, they said the object rapidly descended toward their vehicle, causing Barney to stop in the middle of the highway. And the huge silent craft hovered approximately 80 to 100 feet above the hill's 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air and filled the entire field of view of the windshield. It reminded Barney of a huge pancake. Carrying his pistol in his pocket, he stepped away from the vehicle and moved closer to the object. Using binoculars, Barney claimed to have seen about 8 to 11 humanoid figures who were peering out of the craft's window, seeming to look at him. In unison, all but one, of, uh, all but one figure moved to what appeared to be a panel on the rear wall of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. The one remaining figure continued to look at Barney and communicated a message telling him to stay where you are and keep looking. Barney had a recollection of observing the humanoid forms wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps. Red lights on what appeared to be uh, bat-wing fins began to telescope out of the sides of the craft, and a long structure descended from the bottom of the craft. The silent craft approached to what Barney estimated was within 50 to 80 feet overhead and 300 feet away from him. On October 21, 1961, uh, Barney reported to National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, investigator Walter Webb, that uh, the beings were somehow not human. Barney tore the binoculars away from his eyes and ran back to his car in a near-hysterical state. He told Betty, they're going to capture us. He saw the object again shift its location to directly above the vehicle. He drove away at high speed, telling Betty to look for the object. She rolled down the window and looked up. Almost immediately, the hills heard a rhythmic series of beeping or buzzing sounds, which they seem, they said seemed to bounce off the trunk of their vehicle. The car vibrated, and a tingling sensation passed through the hills' bodies. The hills said that they experienced the onset of an altered state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. A second series of beeping or buzzing sounds returned, to the, returned the couple to full consciousness. They found that they traveled nearly 35 miles south, but had only a vague, mem- vague spotty memory of this section of road. They recall making a sudden, unplanned turn, encountering a roadblock, observing a fiery orb in the road. So they were abducted, apparently. Betty tended to ha- she had some dreams <coughs> after this, and they also underwent uh, hypnosis with that guy, uh, Webb, from the NICAP thing. Yes. The immediate aftermath of it was uh, they arrived home uh, about dawn. The Hills assert that they had some odd sensations and impulses they could not readily explain. Betty insisted their luggage be kept near the back door rather than in the main part of the house. Their watches would never work again. Barney said that the leather strap from the binoculars was torn, though he could not recall tearing it. The toes of his best-dressed shoes were scraped. Barney said uh, he was compelled to examine his genitals in the bathroom, though he found nothing unusual. They took long showers to remove possible contamination and each drew a picture of what they observed. Perplexed, the Hill said they tried to reconstruct the chronology of uh, events as they witnessed the UFO and drove home, but immediately after they heard the buzzing sounds, their memories became incomplete and fragmented. After sleeping for a few hours, Betty awoke and placed the shoes and clothing she had worn during the drive into her closet, observing that the dress was torn at the hem, zipper, and lining. Later, when uh, she retrieved the items from her closet, she noted a pinkish powder on her dress. She hung the dress on her clothesline, and the pink powder blew away, but the dress was irreparably damaged. She threw it away and then changed her mind, retrieving the dress hung in her closet. Over the years, five laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analysis on the dress. There were shiny, concentric circles on the car's trunk that had not been there on the previous day. Betty and Barney experimented with a compass, noting that when they moved it close to the spots, the needle would whirl rapidly, but when they moved a few inches away from the shiny spots it would drop down. She had dreams, uh, basically, of this event, and she could recall it in a little bit more detail that uh, while she was in the craft, she had taught, she said there was one that was called the leader, and another one that she referred to as the examiner. Uh, the examiner took them in separately, and he said that they were going to conduct experiments to see what the differences between the two of them were. And she said most of them were painless, but they did put a needle into her 
uh, navel, which caused excruciating pain, and that he just waved his hand over her face and the pain stopped. Uh, she had a discussion with the leader who uh, she at, she said that she could recall kind of in this room with him walking around, there were books and stuff, and they had she couldn't identify the language or the characters on the books. And he asked where uh, they came from, and he pulled up a star map and showed the system they came from. And they drew this map after hypnosis, and they said that it didn't match any anything that they found. And the only reason it didn't match was because that that system hadn't been discovered yet. And once it was discovered, it matched the drawing that they made, and it was the Zeta Reticuli system. Did you, okay, so in that story, did you say that that Barney communicated to one of the humanoids yeah, in the window was, well, that said was, stay there and observe? Yeah, well, okay. it was like a telepathic thing, I suppose. Gotcha. That he was watching them, and there was eight to 11 of them. And one of them kept looking at him while the other ones, I guess, left to come. Um, apparently in the dream, she recalled the, the small humanoid figures, but they were wearing the same thing, like black caps and and uh, black suits, and they took them out into the woods, and then they were taken up into the craft in the dream. Now, I don't know if that happened That's in the actual thing. interesting that they both, like, did they both draw the same system that Zeta Reticuli? I don't know or? if Barney saw it or not, but that's from, Betty had most of the thing, the the notes and then things that she had written down. So it's, like, when they analyzed the star map, it said that in 1968, Marjorie Fish of the Oak Harbor, Ohio, read uh, Fuller's inter- Interrupted Journey. She was an elementary school teacher and amateur, astro- amateur astronomer. Intrigued by the star map, Fish wondered if it might be deciphered to determine which star system the UFO came from. Assuming that one of the 15 stars on the map must re- represent the Earth's sun, Fish constructed a three-dimensional model of nearby sun-like stars. Using thread and beads, uh, basing stellar distances in those published in 1969 Gliese Star Catalog, studying thousands of vantage points over several years, the only one that seemed to match the hill maps from the viewpoint of the double star system, Zeta Reticuli. So it's a binary system. Uh, Fish sent her analysis to Webb, agreeing with her conclusion. Webb sent the map to Terrence Dickinson, editor of the popular magazine Astronomy. Dickinson did not endorse uh, Fish and Webb's conclusion, but for the first time in the journal's history, as, as, uh, Astronomy invited comments and debate on a UFO report, stating or starting with an opening article in December 1974 issue. So it, no one really knew. I guess it did exist. I've read I've read something that said it didn't exist too, but so I guess it did. They just didn't match it up. It took them a while. No, or I guess nobody was interested in trying to match it up. But, you know, if someone had to go through that amount of work to, like, match this star system, you know what I mean, with the map, yeah. how could they have done it? I mean, I guess you, you could just make an arbitrary pattern and someone could match it with something. But that just seems kind of odd. But it did. It does match with what she drew matches the star map of that she saw, like with the lines and everything that she drew. So it's pretty interesting. I thought it was. Now, did you say that the uh, the the fi- any of the five different labs came back with anything on what was, was on her dress? Inconclusive. They don't know. Okay. What the material was that was on her dress, and they don't know how the circles on the trunk were all of a sudden magnetized or whatever. Silence. <laughs> Dina's analyzing all the information. This story has always confounded me. How's that? Because. They are one of the only ones, as far as abductions go, that I would almost semi believe it. Think of not questioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always have doubt, but so you've heard of it before. Yes, but they were looking for zero notoriety. They were looking for just just straight up answers. Yeah, that's and, what I gathered from it too. But I mean, like the the. The group of guys, the lumber people, the ones that your first... Yeah, Travis Walton. Yeah, Travis Walton. There was the magazine. Yeah, the the money. With the $5,000 winning award. There was nothing in the background like to give doubt to their story. Right. And this was after... Or this was, I can't uh, remember 14 years before? Right. And I can't remember Betty and Barney. What what were their careers? I can't... Uh, Barney was... uh, 
postal service employee and Betty was a social worker. Right. And they weren't even amateur astronomers either, right? Mm-mm. So there's really not a background. Right. People try to put it off, you know, and it's not, it, they were an interracial couple in the 60s. And a lot of people try to blame it on uh, the fact that they weren't well accepted in the community because they were in, that they made up a story and things like that to get some sort of notoriety. notoriety. But it's like, why though? I mean, why do you, personally, I don't want that kind of attention brought on me for any, you know what I mean? Okay, I mean, but already that in of, that time. That yeah. kind of attention was not positive exactly. attention. <clears throat> People that claim alien abductions don't exactly get positive attention. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, most of the time it destroys their lives when they come out. Right. In the 1960s, as an interracial couple, there was already negative attention towards them. They wouldn't mm-hmm. want more. Yeah. You know, they just want to be left alone. They just want to be a regular couple. Regular people. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so why would they want more... Attention. Th- that type of... Yeah. yeah, that type of attention. toward there That would make no, zero sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Th- they were too... Just average people with average jobs, average middle America. Average car. <laughs> average everything. <laughs> yeah. So that to me gave it more validation, you know, that, uh, that they weren't trying to spoof, you know, they mm-hmm. that, that this was something that happened to them and they wanted to know what was going on. Right. I want to question it. But at the same time, again, it's yeah. It's hard. I mean, I'm, um, I'm like you know, we're so not the did, only people in the universe. <clears throat> There's no way they did uh, the hypnosis sessions. You know, and um, under hypnosis, Betty's account was similar to the events of her five dreams about the UFO abduction. But there are also notable differences, uh, mainly pertaining to her capture and release. The technology on the craft was different. Uh, the short men had a significantly different physical appearance uh, from that of her dreams. And the sequential order of the abduction event was also uh, different from Betty's dream account. Barney and Betty's memories in hypnotic regression were consistent with one another, but contradicted some of the information in Betty's dreams. Uh, Betty exhibited considerable emotional distress during her capture and examination. Uh, Simon ended one uh, session early because tears were flowing down her cheeks and she appeared distressed. Simon gave... Betty, the post-hypnotic suggestion that she could sketch a copy of the star map and uh, that she later described as a three-dimensional projection similar to a hologram. Eventually, uh, she did what Simon suggested. Although uh, she said the map had many stars, the she drew only those that stood out in her memory. Her map consisted of 12 prominent stars connected by lines and three lesser ones that formed a distinctive triangle. Uh, She said she was told the stars connected by solid lines formed trade routes, whereas dash lines were less traveled stars. Like roads. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, After the hypnosis session, Simon speculated that Barney's recollection of the UFO encounter was possibly a fantasy inspired by Betty's dreams. Simon uh, thought it was the most reasonable and consistent explanation. Barney rejected this idea, noting that while their memories were consistent in some regards, there were also portions of both their narratives that were unique to each. Barney was now ready to accept that he had been abducted by occupants of a UFO, though he never embraced it as fully as Betty did. Though the Hills and Simon disagreed about the nature of the case, they all concurred that the hypnosis sessions were effective. The Hills were no longer tormented by anxiety about their experience. Afterwards, Simon wrote an article about the Hills for the journal uh, Psychiatric Opinion, was the title of the journal, explaining his conclusions that the case was a singular psychological aberration. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, but it's like, I don't know, I guess he's saying that she probably talked about it so much that Barney believed it, I guess, is what he's trying to get at, you know, that he's taken all the stuff that she says and accepts. You know, it's becoming a reality for him. Right, yeah. <laughs> they didn't go immediately out and start talking about this. They didn't talk about it until, uh, I think, November 23rd, 1962, in, at their church is when they discussed it. They invited a guest speaker of the Air Force who had recently published a book on poetry. After he read section, at, sections of his poetry, the pastor asked him to discuss his personal interest in hypnosis, and then they 
brought all that up with with him with the they approached him after he finished and and asked him if they would he would do hypnosis on them or whatever he he said no and then referred him to the other because he wasn't he was amateur hypnotist yeah Yeah. and uh he referred him to someone else so i don't know there's too many things in that 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 sort of line up to make me think that it's not fake you know what i mean so i'm i'm seeing a a picture of the the hill map the fish interpretation and a computer-generated map of the Zeta Reticuli system, and it's pretty damn close. Yeah, that top one's the one they wrote. Yeah, or drew right. Yeah, but I mean to to like fake mm. this. Just think of the coordination and rehearsal that it would take for them to do it, and they didn't really gain anything from it that I can. Well, and hypnosis is supposed to be it's supposed to dive into your subconscious. Yeah. Right, so mm-hmm. for it to be fake, for it to become that deep of reality for Barney, he would literally have to live it and repeat it over and over and over again until he forced his brain to believe it. Right, for it to subconsciously come out. Yeah, and then there's the stuff on the car <laughs> and the dress and things. It's like, <sighs> well, and that, but again, though, that's only if you believe that hypnosis actually works. Yeah, but that was physical evidence that was left. Well, the physical evidence, and then, right. Uh, there's actually a, a historical marker at the spot now where they were New Hampshire but Historical Society. Put in, their there. interpretation, their story. It's hard to like do that unless they're not really hypnotized. You <laughs> well, know, that's what I'm but, saying. Like that, if you don't believe in hypnosis, right, then, then you're going you're gonna to say immediately, well, hypnosis is mm-hmm. not scientifically proven to be so you know. i'm just participating in this to, to just do it uh i don't it didn't say anything about any lie detectors or anything like that but i i thought it was cool because the map matched up with something mm-hmm. that they may not even know about mm-hmm. that someone else had to dig really deep to find a map that matched what they made and then you know they really didn't ask for anything other than just to tell the story, I guess. Right. Well, and they're so well known. I'm going to be, to be honest with you, I'm sure that people have tried to look up her library. You <laughs> yeah. know, if she had, if she was a, she had a library card, what she checked out. A library card. Hey, what she yeah. checked out, no, know you she know, said. what yeah. she, if she requested references, you know. Because in the 60s, you had to do that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You couldn't just look at somebody's browser history. Right. And then have to have to pick sift through the porn. <laughs> right. And I mean, all the weird shit. Yeah. yeah. Because they document you know, they documented the <clears throat> reference books that they checked out and they documented yeah. if they requested, you know, maybe certain books that you can't check out but you can <clears throat> check out while you're in the library. That has to be documented, you know, and then if she looked at uh what's it called? Slide or uh I know what you're talking about. The uh, the the microfish, Mi- yeah. yeah, yeah. Looked up microfish. They would, they would have to record that information too. I mean, and the same thing with her husband, because unless you know they were into astronomy, they wouldn't have those books flying around. Zeta right. reticuli, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't just be laying on their desk, <laughs> you know, and her just drawing. That's a pretty accurate depiction, but statistically she could have drawn anything and with as many known systems that we know today yeah statistically she could have drawn a pattern and it could have matched something out there at well, they, random you know they did the, hyp- the hypnosis sessions took place like two years after the incident right which people are like well that gave them plenty of time to discuss it it's like well i would never keep up discussing this for two years you know what i mean they started talking about it two years prior. No, the, they did the hypnosis thing two years after they were abducted, apparently. Okay. So okay. it's yeah. like, I mean, you know, after two years, it's going to get discombobulated. and. Well, they could have prepared for it for yeah. two years and then said they were abducted two years ago. That, again, I'm going to go back to claiming you were abducted destroyed lives and destroys lives today. Mm-hmm. Just an... Normal average couple, not trying to win an award. I mean, I just, or, you know, first place and whatever. I just don't see them doing that and wanting to basically be like alienated from their town. 
Right. I mean, or with, community with with her being a social worker and him working right. for the postal service, and he was also apparently I just read this uh, was appointed to the governor's commission for civil rights in New Hampshire. He was already get you know getting awards and and you know doing stuff. They were both in civil service of some sort. Right. Why would they do that to their reputation? Well, it's like you said earlier. I mean, just the fact that they were an interracial couple brought enough shit on them in that time period anyways. And they tried to discredit it by saying that they were driving while sleep deprived. It caused them to hallucinate. Well, yeah. Um, okay. I can see that. But normally when you're sleep deprived and you're driving, you, fucking, you wreck. Yeah. You can. Or you I can. Mean, I mean, you can hallucinate too. But if you're at the point of hallucinating, then you, yeah. you'll probably wreck. <laughs> Very soon afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many negatives that would outweigh the positives of coming out with this type of story in their life. Like for right. their for their life, for their careers, for you know, for or just anything. Just in general. Like, you know, it's, it would make it, it would make no sense. In the sixties it's lucky you're, they were lucky they didn't get committed and have lobotomies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Or ECTs at minimum. Yeah. But uh, you know, the hypnosis, I don't know, I've never tried. I've never had, you know, tried to go on. I don't know if that's a thing. Listen, but if it uh, is, I want office space dude to hypnotize me to where I don't give a shit about anything. Right. <laughs> it's almost like a 50-50. Half the people I've talked to about hypnos- hypnosis are like, I 100% believe it. They've done it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will do like a, like the smoking cessation, little mm-hmm. seminars or whatever. I've had two people come to me and tell me that it actually worked and they do not smoke anymore and haven't yeah. for, you know, two, three years. I got hypnotized at the comedy club. Did it work? No. No. Okay. God, no. And then you'll have other people go, yeah, I went to, I went to the seminar and it was a complete joke, you know? I just wasted $150. Right. For like nothing. You right. Know? For, th- you know, five, five seminar sessions, unlimited seminars after this. Yeah. I haven't seen him since five years ago. He he hasn't come back into town, you know, (laughs) but there are some people that are a hundred percent. Yeah, this works. This is, this is real, but I don't know. I don't, it could, I believe if you repeat something in your brain or you repeat something to yourself, you, you hear the, the training thing of write something positive, like on your mirror. So when you wake up in the morning, first thing you see is something positive. That's a reinforcement tool. So I can I can actually see that, you know, and a lot of people say uh, they consider it hypnosis of when you go to sleep, you have recordings that you can put on to listen to. It's almost like white noise in the yeah. background. And it almost is like a reinforcement instead of visual. It's, you know, auditory. That does work. The more you believe something, the more it becomes a reality. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, you do subconsciously try to navigate to go to that kind of goal that you're setting by reinforcing that i believe hypnosis sessions are different <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know because i've never tried it i haven't either um i would try it just to see if it works but i would in, have an open mind that it would work right but in their case that's what makes me that's what makes me not question them as as bad as some of some of the right. other stories we've talked about. Well, they, they talk about the differences, and it's like, well, they both had different experiences because they were separated when they went in the right. ship. So what Barney experienced, while it may be the same procedure, wasn't exactly what Betty went through. And she actually had the time that, you know, they talked with them. And the thing was is that she said that they got, uh, he was going to let her have some book or something, the leader. Mm-hmm. And he and the examiner got into an argument that says that they shouldn't remember any of I this. I actually was going to bring that up. I, and, I uh, couldn't remember if you brought up the book. Yeah. Well, they were gonna, they wanted to. She's, she was going to take one. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, it's pretty laissez-faire for yeah, and the leader. <laughs> yeah, the leader or the guy over him was like, what the, fu- the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, he's like, bro. Um, listen, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, not right now. Yeah. You know, you want to look at it scientifically too. Let's let's reverse the roles. If we're in a lab, we're doing an experiment. We're going to think of humans, think of those two specimens, Betty and Barney Hill at that point to them were two specimens. We're in a lab, we have two specimens who are the who are the same. They're two frogs. But one of them's a male and one of them's a female. You are going to perform the same type of procedures, but it's not going to be 
the exact same because one is a male and one is a female. You're not going to be even, you know, a human unless you're a robot and you're doing everything specific. Everything's going to be a little different <coughs> with each Let's, one. We don't get pap smears. And- well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So them saying, well, you know, they both have two different, two different stories. They were separated, but yet they're still talking about almost the same type of procedures in two separate rooms, but it's a little bit different. Well, they're both different humans. They're both, one of them's male, one of them's female. One of them had a group of doctors or whatever aliens it was having dialogue about one thing. You go into a doctor's office, a doctor is not going to have the exact same conversation they had with the patient right before you. Right. Or right after you. It's, gonna, it's, well, it's different even, dialogue and different. They're going to do the same physical exam. But they're back there but like. It's different. They're like, hmm, this is different. What do you think this is? Right. <laughs> right. Well, so, even then, like, like you said, it's it, it, it's an interracial couple. What if they didn't have the diversity of color on their planet in the Zeta Reticuli? They, they just did different tests. I mean, well, it's yeah. completely I mean, it, plausible. It, everything that you hear about alien and uh abductions is all about testing yeah it's about and, doing testing and reproduction and reproduction and all of that that we do in our labs with animals mm-hmm. hello <laughs> guys well, you know that uh <laughs> one of the theories too is that they're um uh, one of the things is is they ha- they can't reproduce the aliens can't mm-hmm. and they're they found out that humans were compatible yeah, they cross their DNA with and ours. So yeah, and then these women that are pregnant with these babies, and then they disappear. You know, like mm-hmm. they get reabducted or whatever, and then the baby's gone. And then they say that later, years later, they'll come and take them again, and then they'll go up into the ship and they'll meet their child that they yeah that they had that they can't the reproduce. So they're trying to find a way to make viable. Well, there's also other theories out there that the aliens actually made us. Yeah. And now they're just They're like, let's see how the humans evolving are evolving <laughs> the humans again. Yeah, they're like, see how the humans are doing. Let's go back and check on them. You know, I mean, we can go really deep with that. But the whole point is Travis Walton, there was a goal of five thousand dollars <laughs> in a magazine. Right. There was no winnings here. Well, th- yeah, this was the first sensationalized. Yeah, they they were trying they were gonna it was gonna destroy their lives. <laughs> you know, it could have destroyed their lives. Now I don't know if it actually I don't think it did. Did it? I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. it did. But I mean, I'll, most time, yeah. You know. He, uh, Barney died, um, pretty soon after, like two years after this. Of um, what did he died? He died of, of cancer, didn't he? Died of something. Yeah, I, I forget what it was. It I was, didn't see um, what he died from, but I saw he died in uh, 1969. Yeah, it was like eight years after this. Was it cancer or like a massive coronary? I can't remember. I saw. I I just read it a second ago, but. Um, I'll find it, but yeah, he he ended up he died fairly soon after that. I'll I probably won't ever be able to see where I, where I read that. What he <laughs> died from, we can always Goog it. I think that's what Barney died of a cerebral hemorrhage. That's it, cerebral hemorrhage at forty six. <clears throat> okay, Betty died of cancer. Yeah, in that's eighty was, in two thousand four. Yeah, but she never remarried. They were known for. First claimants of alien abduction. Yep. Postal worker, civil rights leader, and a social worker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I think it's. I mean, the story's plausible. I, you know, I, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt for, you know, unless it's something just ridiculous, which I don't think alien abduction is a ridiculous thing. No, not. A- I don't think it is either. There has been a theory with them, also, and I, I've read it one time, and I'd, I'd have to do some. I can't remember where I even read it. Maybe I even heard it on another podcast of a theory of, well, it's more of conspiracy <laughs> theory. Uh-oh. Yeah. That they were they were abducted, but they weren't abducted by aliens. They were abducted by the government. Mm. And the government did testing on them. Because there's not the millions of medical records they could have looked at. <laughs> well, well I wonder technically what the government has done some... I know, but I experiments. wonder. I wonder what the what made them special. Nothing. I mean, there there's groups of people that governments have done experiments on that nothing was special about them. I would have been a part of the MK Ultra. I'd have volunteered for that. Would you have? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> What's MK Ultra? <clears throat> That's where they were uh, experimenting. Uh, was it LSD? 
Oh, uh, they were trying to make basically super special, soldiers. Yeah, yeah, special special agents like CIA, <clears throat> like like CIA ninjas. And there were drugs involved. And there were yeah, there there were like trigger words and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and all it did was just mess them up. We'll do we'll do a pod on MK Ultra, or even like a. I mean, you want to talk about like just testing from government? What about the Philadelphia experiment? The one Tom Hanks was in. The one where they tried to tr- uh, make that battleship invisible or the destroyer. Oh yes, and it messed all those people up. Like it blew up or something. Okay, they said it did go invisible for like a few seconds, but I don't. I mean, even medical testing or medical vaccinations and stuff. The stuff they shot the military up with before they went over to shot the military with. Well, injected the mil. Right, you know, the vaccines, the, the vaccines and stuff. When they went over for um, Desert Storm, Desert Storm, uh, you know how messed up a lot of them are. No. My my father included. <laughs> uh, you know they actually have VA benefits because of it. Um, it's called a um, Desert Storm Syndrome. Desert Storm Syndrome. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, or uh, the experiments they did. The Agent Orange. That was in Vietnam. That's, yeah. Well, Agent Orange. That's a that's a good example. That was in Vietnam, and they uh, was that they did chemical warfare in Vietnam. Is that what that came from? They did something like that. Uh, no. What's the what's the they used um napalm napalm. Yeah. Agent Orange. They used. I know that in Japan. No. <clears throat> no, that was Vietnam. No. It was side effects from some sort of thing they did. On the thing of napalm, could you imagine how horrifying that death would be? Oh, yeah. God. Well, even doing the atomic bomb experiments, they I didn't know. realize how far away they needed to be away from those bombs. And They, they blew just, it up and they're like, mm. Right, right. And the heat and everything, you know, they're, yeah. they're watching them explode on the ships. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a conspiracy. But Yeah, well, there's all kinds of stuff that the... Uh, Military. I mean, and it's just going to happen, I guess. Right. You know, what are you going to do? You can't really stop it. But Okay, so Agent Orange is a uh, herbicide and defoliant chemical, one of the tactical-use rainbow herbicides. Uh, it is widely known for its use by the U.S. military as part of its chemical warfare program, Operation Ranch Hand, during the Vietnam War. Okay. So, I guess they were trying to destroy the crops. I guess, yeah. Yeah. To stop, slow the food production yeah. down so they could wear this. Man, we just don't give a shit about anybody, do we? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I there's mean, laws the, the now. People, well, <laughs> you know. And well, they, humans, when they're wanting to take over things, don't give a shit. <laughs> we didn't really have the intention of taking it over. We just didn't want communists to take it over. It's a power play, though. Right, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're like, well, if we're going to fight you from spreading communism to south asia or whatever southeast we'll just asia, take out like, we'll just take out the targets that you wanted right <laughs> i mean that's true that's what they did and you know i i don't know that we'll just get to it get before into, you can yeah we're not gonna get into vietnam but yeah we're not no 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 um but so i they're one of the ones that i really act you, you believe know, you just kind of want it to be true yeah, yeah. i i yeah. believe them there's always doubt, but I do, I do believe them. I believe that could have happened to them because I don't. Well, it's kind of cool to me to think that there's actually like established like multiple civilizations that are trading with each other, and like you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that's cool to me. Yeah. Um, I'll never see us be a part of that in our life in my lifetime. <laughs> no, no, I do not. If. There are aliens out there, aliens to us. If there are other civilizations out there, I feel like Earth has literally been a giant experiment. Or we are, are their petri dish. Or they've fallen. Like they've, in the amount of time that there has been around, they've rose and fallen, and now there's not as many of them. And they're further space apart. Or what if they rose and and fell and uh, didn't keep good records, <laughs> so they forgot about us? <laughs> like they didn't know. Remember, they there was a Star Trek episode about that. Remember, they they uh, the next generation they picked up some really old Federation like distress signal and they go to this planet. And there was a colony that they yes. they lost the colony ship, thought it was destroyed. 
But they go there and there's this whole like <laughs> civilization of people. Yeah. And they're like, oh. You're here. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was generations. Like it was three or four generations of people that have come and gone on the planet since the original colony ship crashed there. And yet the signal is still going. Yeah. They're like, what's up, bro? <laughs> That's a good battery life. And it's pretty uh tight that you forgot about us and all, but <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 solid here. Yeah, we're you, good. You can leave. Yeah. Right. Should leave one of them warp engines. You can roll out. I heard about you guys. <laughs> At school. We read about you guys in history. We thought you were all dead. They yeah. drew you on our walls. <laughs> there's a there's a statue immortalizing you guys. Some bald guy with a little <laughs> upside down V emblem. You mean the Space on, Force emblem? The literal Space Force emblem that on, was on obviously shirt. copied from the Star Trek emblem? <laughs> I have, Randy, I, would you like to be a guardian in the Space Force? I'd be like, what? what's the... Or the criteria, and okay. they're like, we don't have anything for you yet. Just stay home, watch TV. And you need to watch <laughs> right every now. episode of Star Trek. Of it, yeah. I'd be like... The entire thing. I'd be like, Marty Dunn. They're like, you're an apple. <laughs> oh. I just... I cannot believe it's a Four Star General. Yeah. Tight. The official website. We'll see the United you... States pays We'll see you at the uh, cabinet. Yeah. We'll see you at the cabinet with the rest of the that heads of... That is the of fucking... Arms. Delta <laughs> from Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, dude, have you not seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. I literally, to this point, thought it was a fucking joke. <laughs> no, it was not a joke, Randy. Randy thinks it's He's like, Trump was just kidding. And then it's like, oh, no, it's real. No, this minute. is a dot .mil so if, website. If we go to a recruiter's office. Where do you? I, I think wonder if we just, can get a pamphlet. You just have to be a, you have to be an astronaut for nothing. Like, but what are, what are they? So there's like 12 of them? That's what I'm saying. That, is yeah, like, I was about to say no. That's no. That's not is, accurate. Is, why is the space force a thing? Unless it's just because purely it's, a, it's the military based. version of NASA. But is it is it purely Earth based? Like we're militarizing space via satellites and things, or because we're definitely because no we're definitely not getting in spaceships and going and discovering new planet, you know, new civilizations and things. They have a chief Yet. human Yet. capital officer. Yet it's Maybe. happening. Maybe they're just getting ready to disclose to us that aliens are real. And we I have thought they to be, did that already. And we have to be prepared. Didn't they do that a couple of months ago? And yeah. everybody skipped everybody, over it? Everybody was like, oh, it's bullshit. It's like, well, they, okay. Didn't they say that? I don't know. Didn't they, they come out? <laughs> no, they, I think they had some, some videos that they were like, officially classified as unidentified phenomenon or whatever. That. That dude's got the damn Matrix behind him. I see him. I, I saved it. I saved it. What the fuck? Is there, I want to apply for to be the official liaison between yeah, Earth and Zeta Reticuli. You know, all, of the, all of the military branches have an age uh, cap. What's the age cap? <laughs> Five. I think one of the branches is like 38. There's a cap. Well, I'm out. You're not 38. I'm 39. Are you? You yes. old bitch. And Matt's 40. He's going to be, Randy will be 40 this year. Yep. No, I will not. Yeah. No. Will. No, that's not how that happens. I stopped. No. <laughs> if you stopped, you died. Literally. 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 The USSF is a military service that organizes, trains, and equips space forces in order to protect U.S. and allied interests in space and to provide space capabilities to the joint force. The responsibilities include developing military space professionals, acquiring military space systems, maturing the military doctrine for space power, and organizing space forces to present to our combatant uh, commands. So they literally just watched all of the sci-fi movies regarding space and just... Put all sorts of different but words into a paragraph. There's literally, we have zero, like, it's just the satellites and stuff, and nobody's messing with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody's. They literally defunded NASA soldiers. for, like, a decade. We have nothing up there. But no, we have lots of things up there. I mean, yeah, junk. Space trash. But, like. There's a Tesla. Well, no, we put things <laughs> up there. We just. We, we forgot just have about to, it. No, we just have to. We have to contract the space flights now, either with that, Elon Musk or through I know, Russia but or whatever. We had originally, they defunded. 
Right. Yeah. No. And so that's, that's, so now they're going to say, "Hey, but we don't have a space. We program do have anymore. the funds to have a space force." Right. Well, that's how. As long as it's military expenditure, anything can. If we were going to give everyone free education, and but they had to go to a military school and serve five years in the military, everybody'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool." Like Israel. Okay, so, so you got to be that. in the U.S. Air Force. Appropriate Air Force space-related personnel what, will transfer into the Space They're Force. They're required two years in the military? And become Space Force service members in a deliberate manner over the next 18 months. They're called Guardians. Jesus, are you guys fucking with me? This is, two this years, is the right? shit we come up know. with In now? Israel, like, reserves, I think. Oh, I have no idea. I know that everyone in Israel, male and female, has service. Yeah, but, I, but it's like two years, like, reserve, like, not but completely active. But they're, like, under They even threat, did so. this. Are you? Uh, yes. Oh, I'm so angry Well, right we're now. getting to that stage. No, that that won't happen here unless and there's internally and externally. <laughs> that that won't happen here unless there's an actual threat. It, it, it was a, it was a no. joke. Oh, it was. It was jo- I was joking. Shut up. <laughs> joke. Give your balls a talk. United States. United yes, yes, States. Yes, 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 yes. United States Space Force. Give your balls a talk. <laughs> that's the that's it's, the slogan. It's so close to USSR. I do think that the Betty and Barney Hill incident is a realistic, implausible scenario that could have happened. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also think the Travis Walton one was plausible. However, there was motive behind that, so that's a little bit questionable. So I think Travis Walton was plausible theoretically. Well, this one's theoretically plausible. No, there's no well, proof that no, well, there's more proof than Travis. Travis. Walton, that's true. You're right. There was actually there was physical evidence. Physical evidence. Uh-huh. Travis Walton, there was a story the dude disappeared, showed up at a phone booth. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Nah, fam. <laughs> nah, fam. Don't twist my nuts. Four out of five stars for Betty and Barney Hill. Four point two. I'm not I mean, I'm not doing five out of five because you have to have a little bit question it. Yeah, right. So I can't give them five out of five of I completely agree. It's four out of five because I you mostly agree. Right. I have to have, you know, a little bit of a little bit. Oh, of, you want to question them. A little bit of. Mm, you you want you want to question them. No, they're dead. I know, but that's what you're saying. If you could question them, you would be like, oh, I agree. I would have questions. Yes. Okay. We would. There would be a list of questions if I could question. I feel them. that we should hold a seance and try to contact. Yeah, that's not in the house. Ouija board? Not in this house. On the property? No. Corner down there in the yard? I mean, away from my house. Somebody it, else's property, fine. Next door neighbor? No. Too close. Maybe across the street. <laughs> you just sit there drinking coffee, watching the <laughs> chaos in their house. <laughs> Demons. And Go so, across the street so I can see them from my front window. You know who would show up? B. Aw, B. We'd be like, uh, hey, Betty and Barney, uh, we want to ask you about your UFO thing. And then we hear Dina go, oh, it's me. <laughs> and we're like, oh, damn, feels above. <laughs> we don't want to talk to you right now. We'll, talk- <laughs> we'll call you later. And then you just, but, but Dina, <laughs> we have to talk about last night. B, 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 B? This, this is a private conversation. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, B, B, I pray. Yeah, Dina yeah. is giving birth to the Antichrist. <laughs> it's the AC conversation. Be up out it. Oh, God. Or be up in it. Oh, yeah. B is up, up, up in it. He was. That's why you're pregnant. Right. With B's kid. Right. Aw, B. Aw, B. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Good job. Way to go. Go, team. Go, H&S. <laughs> Go B and B Hill. They're all bees. So if you say if There's she so goes all oh, B, it could be Betty, Barney, or Beelzebub. We don't know. Yeah, Betty's like, hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> Barney's like, like, did you just call me B? <laughs> like, if, no, no, Mr. B, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. B. <laughs> sorry. And then we're like, what up about that UFO thing? He's like, bros, totally real. <laughs> Mr. B Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally real. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Randy? Yes. You have the look of constipation. It's not constipation. Not, not consternation, constipation. 
It's. I'm just very sad that the Space Force is a real fucking thing. Oh my god! Look, go back to <sighs> Betty. Go back to B and B. B and B. They also owned a B and B. Yeah, B and B owned a B and B and invited B. B and D. Dina was there. D and D. An R and L joint. No. To hang out. I didn't. I was doing other things. I got. I'm. I'm busy that day. You're not. Okay. You. If. If. Uh, you're. I have a hair. <laughs> Are you telling me that? <laughs> that that if I had you're like if Betty you, and Barney Hill invited us to their B and B and B was Beelzebub. there yeah. to hang out and answer questions for us, you would be busy that day. Yeah, uh, lies. You're, you're a liar and a thief. You don't know. I do. You don't know my life. I do. Do you? Yes. What would I do then? You would be joining because you'd be like, "Are you are you kidding me? I'm there. I'm already there." And Randy's I late. I would join. I am. I am. <laughs> They'd be wrapping up and leaving. Randy rolls in with his fucking cup. And yeah, Randy's like, dude. Whatever that yo. thing is. <laughs> his Galaxy Tab Pro 8. 1000. He rolls in. He goes here to take notes. And I'm like, we're done, dude. We're leaving. Who, and kept, then, who kept track of the minutes? We recorded them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Randy's listening to it. He's like, but I have a question. <laughs> Should've I have, have questions. Should have been here on time. Well, Randy, you're late. <laughs> that will teach you to not be late. <laughs> Randy's like, okay, I don't want to meet at nine. Let's meet at ten. Shows up ten thirty eight. <laughs> it was ten twenty. And Eight. I thought you knew this about me. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we should have said nine thirty, and yeah. he would have been here at ten. Ten, yeah. Well, let's well do now that, that next time, now that he knows, he's going to show up at ten thirty regardless. <laughs> be like, you guys. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. Anyways, Randy, Lavetto, where can oh Lavetto, where Lovetto, can they where find, can us? find us on Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and Gmail? All of those addresses are some variation of stupid hydrogen. Put an at in front of it, and you can also search hydrogen and stupidity I, on your I'm literally favorite. Crying right now. On your favorite podcast service. He just triggered a cry from me. Do you see this? I see it. I see it. It's happening. All right. So anyway, love you guys. <laughs> love you. All right. Lamp. Yeah. Indeed. Have a good one. What? Uh, Are you okay? No. <laughs> What's wrong? Are you okay? Dina broke. She's broken. Randy. <laughs> Do I have to fix it? Restart it. Turn her off and back on. Okay, okay, I got this. Okay, we are on Twitter at Stupid Hydrogen, Instagram, Stupid Hydrogen, Facebook, Hydrogen and Stupidity. Our email address is stupidhydrogen at gmail.com. We are not on MySpace. We are, however, on Discord, and we are getting a Twitch. Okay, bye. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Okay. <laughs>